Hi, and welcome to the Savage Podcast. I'm Rose, also known as Cheap Lazy Vegan on YouTube. And I'm Daniel, one of your favorite guest stars on Cheap Lazy Vegan's YouTube channel. We're two friends who love to talk about the latest trending topics. So get comfortable and join us while we give our savage take on just about everything. You are currently listening to the previous episode of this podcast, but if you would like to listen to this week's episode and get some exclusive content, go over to patreon.com slash the savage podcast. Hello, everybody. Welcome to a very special episode of the savage podcast. A super special episode because yes. those of those of you that are watching the video right now, you can see that it's not just me and Rose on the camera right now. Who who is joining us here on this very special episode, Rose? It would be uh, my very longtime friend and roommate, uh, my friend Angela. Would you like to say hello, Angela? <laughs> Hi, world! <laughs> this is the Savage <laughs> Podcast audience. Um, I'm your favorite friend. Actually, yes. you guys, her yeah. second favorite friend. Anyways. They. they- the, these two like to compete for mm. my love and affection, which, you know, understandable. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's very so, true. It's very true. Um, Angela is, yeah, so we've been friends since high school. And do you want to give a little introduction of what you do, what your podcast, Angela also has a podcast. Yeah. So we're going to dig deep into that. So she's going to tell us a little bit about herself. Oh, God. Yeah. Okay. So my name is Angela Kim. Again, I am Rose's friend, Daniel's friend. Uh, also her roommate um i do accounting full-time you know the typical asian job (laughs) (laughs) no it's not bad nothing is bad to say am i allowed to swear on this podcast are you have you have you you met us us? that's true (laughs) have you Um, met have you met me (laughs) you know who i am um anyways i'm also the host of my own podcast it's called the why moments and Mm -hmm. i interview people all around the world uh regarding their lowest turning points in life so it's Mm -hmm. all about mental health which is very suitable for this episode today we're gonna Mm -hmm. get very deep and personal here today i think i don't know if I'm <laughs> Look ready. daniel's face i don't think daniel's ready for this yeah i don't think we're ready but that's okay um yeah. so yeah i do that uh part-time just as for like just for fun mm-hmm. uh, i haven't been really active on my podcast lately just because it's a busy season at work right now and i've just been procrastinating but yeah that's just yeah i'm still season. waiting for it so i did an episode with angela about five years ago <laughs> yeah. i'm still waiting for my episode to go live <laughs> So one day, guys, if you follow her podcast yeah. uh, on whatever podcast platform, then maybe one day in the next five years, you will listen to my episode. This is a little call out. Oh, yes. gosh. The video the editing process is just, yeah. It's because we did it on a video and you're not used to the video. I'm not used yeah. to it, but yes. it'll and be out soon, guys. I, I feel your pain, Angela, because, you know, I can tell you right now, the video editing process, is it actually is tough. Like, it does take time, it's, right? So It's no joke. Um, do you guys appreciate what I do for a living? No. <laughs> I feel like it's different because we have excuse to extract me. the audio separately and then excuse like me. the video separately. Mm, thank and you. It's, just, um, it's different. Me. If I edited the podcast, it would take me much shorter time because I am a professional. That's true. Yes. But no, that is not an offer for me to edit the podcast. I was gonna say, Rose. Oh, okay. <laughs> if you're offering, ain't nobody got time. Okay. <laughs> Savage Podcast cannot afford cheap, lazy vegan services. <laughs> thank you're you. Too, you're Savage. too expensive at this point in time. <laughs> uh, <laughs> 
So but, yeah. today we thought, first of all, we mm-hmm. wanted to discuss a trending topic because that is what we are, yeah. uh, you know, what we do on this podcast. But it is quite related to kind of like the topic of discussion, which is mental health. Yes. So yeah. the trending topic at this moment, guys, is the breaking news oh, God. of <laughs> Princess. Is she a princess? Yes. Yes. Princess uh, Meghan mm-hmm. Markle. And mm-hmm. Prince Harry, what the hell is his last name? Are they still name? prince and princess? Still? <laughs> I, I like, think they're going to be. According to that interview that we watched yesterday, yeah, mm-hmm. um, it seems like they might lose their titles. Like they're getting. Stripped I don't of think their they're titles. actually calling them prince and princess. And uh, actually, don't quote me. I don't know. They are currently, <laughs> but I think they're going to be stripped of their titles. I think, but mm-hmm. I'm not sure. Can you guys? So can, we. Uh-huh. I was going to say, I, I, can you guys like give me the breakdown of like the, the what happened? Because I actually haven't oh, seen shit, it. Oh shit, Daniel! Oh, because you haven't watched it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It. So we watched it yesterday, mm-hmm. and um, well, tell us what you think of it. Like, well, what? Give us a breakdown, Angela, since you're the guest here. Yeah. Oh god. <laughs> or is that a difficult? Task? That is a very difficult okay. task. Um, mm. but. I don't know. Personally, I thought, um, well, everyone was freaking out about it. So I was like, Rose, we need to like watch this and what is going on? And I knew that um, they were going to share their story, but I didn't think how deep they were going to get. Yeah. Like it it was pretty intense. Did they they spill the tea? Oh, a a bit of the tea. They were still like, they were professional enough. Mm -hmm. But like Mm. they didn't mention names or anything like that. But Megan did um, share her story about how she was suicidal. Oh, God. Just, yeah, that yeah. was the breaking news. Yeah. Yeah. And like how, you know, like on camera, she's smiling and everyone thought, you know, she was doing fine. But behind mm-hmm. the scenes, like she was trying to get support from the family and just no one was really helping her out and telling her to just kind of suck it up pretty mm-hmm. much. Being like, this is just how it is. Yeah. And so like, I'm not surprised by that. Like, I'm really not. Mm-hmm. Um. But I'm just surprised by the fact that, like, she actually did, like, mention that. But I think right now, mental health is a huge topic. Not just, mm-hmm. like, with the royal family and all that. But I feel like with everyone. Yes. Because yeah. of COVID and, like, you know, everyone's yeah. talking about it. So do maybe you, she just felt, yeah. yeah she d- felt more comfortable, maybe. Yeah. True, true. I was going to say, do you think even before COVID? Because, like, I feel like um, COVID has, like, exacerbated. I don't know if that's the right word. But, yes. like, yeah. Um, even prior you used to the co- right word, Daniel. I'm so proud of you. <laughs> so happy. One time, guys. Let's note that for the podcast. One time. Um, but like, um, Angela, like, do you think before the co- like before COVID, that because like there's been a trend of increased awareness around mental health. Like, is that something that like you know people are feeling more open to talk about it overall? And obviously, with the COVID, it's become more. But like, even prior to that. Yeah, even prior to that, even mm-hmm. just with the company that I work at, I work at one of the big four accounting firms mm-hmm. and we decided to create this like mental health committee and yeah. like no one in the big four firms has ever mentioned that or has, has ever done that. So yeah. even before COVID, we started just talking about it a little bit mm-hmm. more. And I think I think like the stigma between like men needing to just kind of hush hush and not say anything about mental health, like that's kind of breaking over time like i've i've just seen a huge shift like yeah shift and a difference between like mm-hmm. the male population in general so mm-hmm. yeah. do you yeah. mm-hmm. do you think do you still think though like because i always like i do agree i think there's been like this like kind of especially during covid there's been this like real shift of kind of being more aware and talking about mental health because of people are just seeing how the importance of it really is you know um but i think like part of the problem with especially men I'm not saying that men are 
you know, not as open as women, but quite often with like mental health and stuff, there's like this stigma that as a man, if you don't express your, if you express, sorry, if you express your feelings, it's in some way demasculine, you know, like it's not something Mm -hmm. that, you know, it makes you less of a man to do that. And I feel like that's still, I think it's getting better, but I think that's still kind of like, um, prevalent. Yeah. 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 It's true. Um, Mm -hmm. I feel like the stigma is still there uh, mm-hmm. for men, but I think it's it's definitely getting better. Yeah. But I mean, I know for a fact, like personally, men in my life, they still kind of hesitate to yeah. talk about mental health and in, in, like in general. But mm-hmm. I do see like social media, for an example, I do see a trend. Maybe it's like the accounts that I follow now or the people yeah. that I connect yeah. with. So, like that could be Are it. they men or are they women? There are men. Like even just oh, like the community yes. that I'm involved in. Mm-hmm. Um, like I see more men joining the sessions. That I'm talking about. Right, the, right, right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I don't know. Personally, I feel like it's getting better. But obviously, mm-hmm. yeah, there's still there's still that big stick stick. Stigma. stigma. Yeah. yeah. Stigma, yes. <laughs> stigma. Yeah. I think it's like, I think it's like also, it's not necessarily just stigma, but I think it's mm-hmm. like, it, you're not used to talking, like men especially are not used to talking about feelings. Yeah. So it's not necessarily that they're like, oh my God, if I talk about this, people are going to judge me. It's more like they just don't feel comfortable just saying stuff. That's true. You know, like yeah. it's not even just them thinking, oh my God, they're going to judge me. Like that, they're that- just like, that's, they, that's they a muscle that's don't know how. exactly that's yeah. a muscle that's not trained you know that's actually yeah. a really good point because if you think about it, it's mm-hmm. like something that you've never done before it's like riding a bike or doing you know at first mm-hmm. you're gonna be a bit like nervous hesitant all of this stuff and as you start to open up more um i think you know um you can start that kind of mental health mm-hmm. uh, awareness journey i guess i mean even yeah. myself like i would say I'm not the most open with a lot of stuff. Like I think there's, I still have a long way. I could definitely take a, take a page out of your book, Angela, to be more kind of like (laughs) open and, you know, with, with my own mental health and stuff. I think it's something that, you know, it's not an easy thing to do, you know? Mm -hmm. So, but I think because of the increased awareness right now, Mm -hmm. people Mm -hmm. are, I think getting more curious and I think that yeah. really starts and that's where the shift is. So yeah. like men in my life, just like friends, like male friends, I have never thought that they would have, you know, said anything about mental health. And yeah. then they mm-hmm. all of a sudden just start asking me, like, what do you do for meditation? Like they, they, yeah. they're, there's a, they're, get, they're getting curious, right? Yeah. Which before, if like that awareness wasn't there, then like, you know, mm-hmm. they wouldn't even have yeah. thought about bringing that up as a question yeah right so yeah um so that like mental health was was huge in that interview and also the racism oh god did you hear about about this daniel no i mean i like i like i i literally have just seen the like kind of stuff like everyone's like shocked about it but i haven't actually like looked at it or read so the big takeaways is that first of all yeah so megan kind of like opened up about how she was feeling suicidal because uh well i think I feel like anyone that goes into that family, if you're like not used to it, mm-hmm. you would probably feel suffocated. Oh, 100%. So, yeah, mm-hmm. she was feeling suffocated, but also it's like the tabloids that were, like the British tabloids are terrible, right? Like we were seeing the same thing that was happening to Princess Diana, yeah. but to Megan, because she was also the outsider. She was mm-hmm. like, you know, just a different person than they're used to. So British tabloids were saying a lot of racist shit, a lot of stuff like mm-hmm. lying about things. And then I guess the problem was that nobody in this like royal institution mm. was defending her yeah. so instead of like because i guess one of the things that they mentioned i think is that uh, one of the things that harry mentioned i'm sure he knows a lot about this because he was born into this but mm. he said that like 
the royal family and the press have some kind of like a weird relationship where, you know, if they don't, like if the royal family says something to the press, then like against the press, then the press will use that against them and it's just going to cause like some kind of mayhem. Like, yeah. Yeah. So that's why they don't say anything to protect the institution, which is the royal family. Mm. Anyways, so Megan was like feeling probably like alone mm. and like depressed and like wanting to, you know, commit suicide or whatnot. Yeah. And then so she went to the institution and she said, um, I need help. Like I'm, I'm I'm having suicidal thoughts, which like we discussed, that's that's a hard thing to say. A hundred percent. Yes. But then they were like, oh, well, you know, it's going to make us look bad because if you go to like some kind of, you know, if you get mental health help, then they're going to think, you know, it's just so like old school minded, Mm -hmm. right? So Mm. they're living in their own little old school bubble. Yeah. So anyways, so that was one of the things that was discussed. But the other thing that was discussed was that because Megan is like mixed race, they were apparently there was like some talk behind the scenes. They didn't go into detail, but there was some talk about how the baby um, that the first child that they were pregnant with, they were concerned that he would be like dark too dark. Oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> and he's so pale. Well, well I was this before. He wasn't yeah, born I yet. I know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> now they're probably like, oh God. <laughs> yeah, they're probably like, we caused drama for nothing. Yeah. yeah. But like, that's crazy. Yeah. So you could, you could see how in that circumstance, like obviously anybody would feel so like isolated and the fact that you're going to, I guess, the institution, as they called it in this interview, I guess it would be the, the kind of company or whatever that manages the royal family. I guess it's like, yes. probably it's like there's a whole like, institution. Mm-hmm. Apparently. Oh, yeah. Well, it, you, yeah. if you think about the kind of money that we're talking about here, like that the royal family has earns everything else, like it would be a company in itself. Right. So I think that to have this like institution that kind of manages their I guess relationships and everything else like with the press like the fact that she went to them and asked for help and was like crying out for help and is like Mm -hmm. I need help with this situation and no one was helping her like that's so bad I think it's so messed up because what are they going to do if she actually ends up committing suicide? Oh, God. Let's say she right? like, wrote a letter, mm. like a last, what do you call that? Uh, like a suicide a will, note? Like suicide yes. note. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Let's say like she wrote one of those and she actually like killed herself. Oh. Like that would have been a hundred times. Well, they, they can probably cover it up. Oh, God. This is the if thing. they're married to the press, they can probably cover it up. Oh, this is God. why people don't trust the royal family, which is why right. it's, it's shocking that, and you just watched Princess Diana's yeah, uh, documentary. Right mm-hmm. She's currently oh, watching. What is it called again? Through in her, her eyes? No. In her words or something? Oh, in her words. Okay. Yeah. Was it like that? Was it Diana in her yeah, words yeah. or something? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I think so. And so sad. It's mm-hmm. well, it's like the same thing happening again. Yeah. Because yeah. Princess Diana also, I don't know if you got to that part, but she also had some like um men- Sev- a lot of mental health yes. issues. Yes. And she had like postpartum depression. Mm. And she was also very open. She's very similar to like Megan and you know, like they're very similar. Mm. And so Princess Diana opened up about how she had postpartum depression and she, ha- she was like, I don't know, she had a lot bulimic, of... Yeah, she was bulimic for years. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. And then they just like hush hush, you know, called her kind of like unstable. Like it was mm-hmm. just... And like Megan mentioned a good point or Megan and mm-hmm. Harry and they both said they don't want to live the same past because mm-hmm. they know what happened. Like yeah. Harry knows what happened to his mom. So it's mm-hmm. like he's seeing this whole thing go down the same mm-hmm. way and he's just like, okay, needs to he needs to make a difference. Like yeah. there needs yeah. to be a change. And like a sad part, saddest part for me throughout that interview was mm-hmm. how Megan was so hesitant to like tell Harry about right. what was going on. Because mm-hmm. I think she kind of hid 
her like depression of how she actually felt like her depression and mm-hmm. her, like suicidal thoughts mm-hmm. and i think she hid that for a while right or yeah. she like actually went to harry and being like hey like this is how i'm feeling and i think the the reason that she said was he's already taking on so much in the world like oh, yeah. like the world is already like so heavy on his shoulders and she didn't want that to be a burden and like yeah. to not be able to tell your significant other about your like mental struggles and i think i like just that was so sad for me is because i think i also like personally struggle with like me being open to like a partner where Mm -hmm. it's like if he hasn't dealt with anxiety before Mm -hmm. like this person's not gonna understand and they can't relate to how i actually feel or felt right so like yeah it's tough and it can be a hard it can be a hard um a hard bridge to cross with your partner or like you you know your like your significant others just to like be even though they're like you know you're with them and everything else it's hard to sometimes open up to that level especially if they don't have experience or you know you have concerns that they're not going to be able to you know understand but I think Mm -hmm. you know by starting to talk about that and breaking down those walls it's like a really good way to like hopefully reconnect with your partner because it looks like I mean from from what I've seen and I I could be wrong because again I didn't see this interview but it seems like Harry and Megan are like closer than ever. Do you know what I mean? Like it seems yeah. like mm-hmm. this whole experience and you know, I'm not, I'm not going to lie guys. Like when I was back, cause I was, <laughs> I was in the UK when the whole wedding went down and everything. Right. And oh, there was with, like, the, with those two. Yes. With Harry. Yeah. Okay. Yes. So there was, there was like a massive, there was like massive parties and I actually went to a viewing party. Um, ah! that was, <laughs> to yeah. watch the wedding. Yes. <laughs> of course you did. So British was, people are so weird about this seriously. royal family, dude. I know. They it need was, to chill. They need to fucking dismantle this goddamn royal family. We will get now into that. Uh-huh. I don't know if it'll happen because... Oh God. Mm-hmm. Do you think... I don't know. Daniel, what do you think? Do you think it'll happen? I don't think it will happen. No, but not, I want to hear about this viewing soon. party. Tell us about the okay, viewing so party. Okay, so basically, one of my friends uh, from work was like... <laughs> Um, organizing this like well it wasn't her organizing it but she was like there's this really fun um, viewing party for the wedding it's bottomless brunch um, that's why you went yes yeah so, so <laughs> for those of you when- that don't know what bottomless brunch is it's basically mm-hmm. when you go for brunch and then they give you bottomless glasses of Prosecco is that correct mm-hmm. Daniel but this one was really cool because this one you could also select I think two or three different cocktails as well oh, very nice so and then what happened was it was in this like very, it was a very quirky space. Like in a normal time of going here, you'd be like, this is a really cool restaurant. But because of the way that it was like laid out, it was like, we couldn't even see the, we could barely see the TV where the wedding was playing. Mm. So we were like in this like little corner and I like, we had to like kind of move our heads up around to kind of like see. And um, so uh, I can't remember what happened. I think my friend complained or something. And then afterwards, they like, at, like after the bottomless brunch had ended, they let us continue like with uh, like another hour of bottomless brunch for free or something. It was kind of crazy. Oh. <laughs> um, but anyway, uh, the point of the story was when I watched the wedding, um, you know, I wasn't, I, f- I felt like that relationship. And again, it's not my place to comment or, you know, like think about that, but quite often, you know, like with celebrity relationships and stuff, you kind of think to yourself, like, is this just a fad? Like what's happening? Like, are you know, is this a real, like, is this real? You know what I mean? Um, and I felt like even after they got married, I was like, Oh, I don't know if this is, you know, who knows if this one's going to last, you know, um, being the, you know, skeptic that I am, I guess, of, uh, relationships. <laughs> <laughs> oh God, um, talking to two avoidance here. Oh God. <laughs> yeah. Oh God. So true. We won't um, get into this. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. And then the fact that like seeing this and seeing, you know, the kind of steps that they've taken together, I think that just like reinforces to everyone that actually like they're, you know, a pretty special couple I think you know because they've been through a lot together and you know for Harry as well to like walk away from his family essentially 
Um, I don't really understand the full, did they go into detail about like how yeah. that process worked or what happened? Cause I don't fully understand what it's like kind of complicated. Um, but basically they said initially what happened was, cause I think the, the rumor was that they just kind of decided to quit being, um, part of the Royal family. Cause okay. you know how they made an announcement. I think it was earlier this year where they said they were stepping down from being senior members of the royal family mm. and then everyone was like oh my god and they like freaked out and they thought like they were just like betraying the queen or whatever the fuck some dumb shit you know <laughs> and then <laughs> and then uh, but then it turns out that they they left well they decided to like step down from mm. the senior positions which means they would still technically like if you're not a senior member you're still like a member of the royal family and you can still get like you know you can still do the engagements or whatever the whatever the hell they do right yeah. So stupid. Anyways, <laughs> they can still do it. That's why they moved to Canada because they were like, mm-hmm. okay, Canada is still part of the Commonwealth. They can still do like, you know, some work in Canada. Mm-hmm. And then I guess what happened was I think they were pissed. I mean, I don't know the full details, but mm. then they, yeah, they kind of went into it. They said that basically they decided, the royal family decided to take away their um, security. Mm-hmm. So, which is like a very big deal for somebody like, you know, Prince Harry and Meghan Markle. Like, they can't have no security, right? Like, yeah. So they kind of like freaked out and then they moved to California into like some, like their friend's house. They mm-hmm. had to like basically kind of go into hiding because they like, they were afraid that people knew that where they lived mm-hmm. yeah. and they didn't have security. So that's another part of the drama. Oh my God. Okay. So yeah, basically th- there's a lot of drama. Okay. A lot of drama. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm sure there's a lot more that goes on that they didn't say. Yeah. But um, uh, yeah, it was, it was a bit crazy. And then so, Basically, their initial plan was to still be part of the royal family, mm-hmm. but be like, you know, less involved, like less of the, you know, big deal, right? They don't want like as much press and as much, you know, mm-hmm. attention. Mm-hmm. But then because this happened, I think they like kind of fell apart. I don't yeah. know. Sounds mm-hmm. like he's not speaking to, you know, his family really much, which is oh kind of sad. That's so sad. Yeah. Because like, no matter yeah, but what they're happened, fucking toxic, dude. Yeah, that's true. I mean,. <laughs> You, I think we've talked about this in this podcast many times before, but like, I don't know, myself personally, and I'm British, I like, I'm from the UK, I'm like, I just, <laughs> I, the arguments for the royal family, they just don't make sense for me, like, mm-hmm. anymore. Like, you know, I think they had a time and a place back in the, you know, back in the day, and even then, the royal family was quite fucked up, and it was like mm-hmm. horrible, like, what happened with society. You know, you had this king that was like divine right from God. You know what I mean? Like it was kind of crazy. And then you basically had these lords and ladies that were like appointed in different areas that were like the king's friends or whatever. And they were just like the wealthy and then everyone else was fucking poor and like starving. So um, I just think, you know, maybe it had its time and its place. And like now I'm just like, you know, the UK is a democracy. Like it's part of the, you know, the, I just don't understand the function of the royal family anymore. And people say, oh, yeah. you know, it's because they they do, you, like, they do a lot of, like, work. Like, they go and do humanitarian things and blah, blah, blah. And I said, you know, that's great. They don't have to make, you know, millions and millions of dollars to do that. Yeah. You, it doesn't have to be, you know. And then another argument's like, oh, you know, well, they bring so much tourism into the country, blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, people are still going to visit. Like, look at all those countries that don't have yeah. kings and queens, but still <laughs> yeah. still have the historic buildings, like the church, like the castles and things like that. People still go there and visit that shit. Like, yeah. mm-hmm. you don't have to. I know, to, it's and, so stupid. And actually with Buckingham Palace and places like that where the royal family lives, like, I think you'd make it more tourism because the royal family would no longer be there and you could go inside yeah. and they could do tours. Mm-hmm. I know. And but then just, how do you, how do you break that down? Exactly. I, it's, can it, you, is that possible? 
Are people going to protest? I think they need to, like, there needs to be a revolution. Yeah. Yeah. It's not happening anytime soon. No. It's because it's, like, it's so entrenched in society. And and part of the And they have so much money. Exactly. They have have so much money and wealth. Mm -hmm. And the the, the reason... they are so wealthy is a lot of it has to do with assets, right? Like it's not necessarily just taxpayers dollars. Like they do get some money from tax, mm-hmm. I believe not that much actually, but like a big portion of the, the Royal family's wealth is assets, right? It's mm. land ownership. It's like whatever all across the UK, maybe internationally as well. That is like crown land that they're yeah. earning money mm-hmm. off of. So then the question would be like, okay, well where does, you know, if we were to break down the Royal family, where do all their assets go? How do you strip someone of their assets? You know, like mm-hmm. they're still, be... they, I mean, they can still have their assets, but it's like, I don't know. They're, okay, what makes them the Royal family then they have, they still get paid tax. They take some of the tax. Like yeah, anyway, I, it's complicated. I, I, exactly. It gets really, I, I remember, I remember I was like actually they, looking, mm-hmm. looking into this one day. I was like, how, how does the queen, how does the queen fucking get paid? I would like to know, like, you know, does she go into Barclays and has her little bank account, you know, in her Barclays card? Like, how does it work? She's probably never know? like held a bank card in her life. I know mm-hmm. this is true, but um, <laughs> I was like, how does it, but like, even how does it work? Like imagine like Harry know. and, um, oh my God, what's the other is it William? William. William. Yes. yes. William. Imagine growing up and being like, okay, here's your allowance, boys. Like, where does that money come from? Like, it's so, like, yeah. weird, you know? Um, I know. But I remember looking once, and it was, like, breaking down the queen's, like, salary or something. And it's a lot. Like, it is a lot. I think it was, like, I, I can't remember. I think it was, like, She 60- has a salary? Yeah. Right. And part of it was part of it was tax dollars. I don't think it was a big part, but it definitely okay. was. So they do get paid because um, she's like a figurehead of the state, I guess, or like you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, then the rest of it, I think, is just you know investments, mm. is assets, is property, like all of that kind of stuff. So oh my god. Yeah. Well, now oh god. I think after this interview, a lot of people are like turning on the royal family. Yeah. Mm. But yeah. then that's okay. That's another thing that I find interesting is like. Um, a lot of people are like, I've seen some TikToks. Fuck my life today. I spent so much time on TikTok. God damn it. Angela, are you, are you a big fan of the, the TikTok? Are you on the TikTok? Oh, gosh. I am on the TikToks. <laughs> yes. But I don't get the same kind of content that Rose gets. I always send I, Angela yes. my uh, the TikToks that I get. She gets like the oh. interesting ones. I just get like dogs and relationships. <laughs> and what else do I get? Like health and, you know, like, I want, like health I want, related. But it's probably that's what maybe like you've been looking at. So like that's yeah, maybe yeah, why in your feed. For yeah. Sure. Yeah. Cause, yeah. Cause I, I don't, well, I'm, I'm a grandpa at these things. So like I did download TikTok and I was like going through it. And I just kind of oh, got, did. yeah, I have it on my phone, believe it or not. Oh, um, wow. <laughs> Are you following like, the Savage podcast on TikTok, Daniel? Um, I don't think I'm following anyone. Oh my God. So you're the one that's managing Savage podcast. Yes. I mean, I don't trust Daniel to manage the Savage podcast. Okay. Damn. So Daniel just edits. <laughs> yes. Well, he does our, our Instagram mostly. Aww. Yeah. And edits yes. and, you know. And does That's our huge, very, uh, very interesting thumbnails for our YouTube videos, <laughs> which I always... <laughs> Rose hates. I always she critique. hates my thumbnails. Like literally, if the- Daniel, I'm sorry. I'm a YouTuber. I just I know. can't. I know. I look at it. It looks like a- it's a partnership. Okay, just it gotta is. you know accept. Yes. And- that's why I'm giving you honest feedback. Let you know. Well, I've, I've switched it up again. They're different now. The thumbnails. So. <laughs> Last, well, I I was telling Daniel. I was like. And like, you know, I bit my tongue on this for a long time just to let you know. Okay. I was like, hey, one criticism at a time. Okay. (laughs) So (laughs) the last time I was like, I was like, I was like, Daniel, why is it that, um, and I'm very careful with my wording. Okay. Mm. I was like, why is it that, you know, 
for, for the thumbnails don't match the episode. So like for our thumbnails, what he does is he'll take like a picture of us uh-huh. like Screenshot, doing the yeah. podcast yeah. and then like, you know, like a some text Titles, and yeah, some yeah. other pictures. Yeah. And then he always uses pictures from a different episode. Like my outfit <laughs> will be different. So like I'll be wearing a gray shirt in the video, but then like it'll be from like two episodes ago, a picture. Oh, and I'm like, God. Daniel. Hey, Daniel, that's bad. Right? <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I'm like, Daniel, why is it that um, you don't choose the pictures from the actual episode? And he's like, oh, well, you know, I didn't think it'd be a big deal, but, you know. And I'm like, if you don't mind. If it is a big deal, which clearly it is, Angela. This is something that keeps <laughs> keeps keeps Rose up keeps awake up. at night. Yeah. So, yes. How is um, your mental health, Daniel? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it yes, impacts her mental health. the mental health. Oh, no, but yeah. what I was going to say about yes. um, the royal family and it's on TikTok and people are like mm-hmm. talking about it. But I do feel like now it's kind of like reversing. And now like there's a lot of like uh, people are now like really going after like the royal family and just like mm-hmm. talking so much shit. And I'm like, OK, I kind of get it. But at the same time, it's like you're like kind of two wrongs don't make a right kind of situation. You know, yeah. I feel like people are like full on attacking like mm-hmm. Prince um, Charles. Is that that's the father, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Prince Charles. I get it. Like he's probably a, pr- a pretty shitty person. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but also like. Exactly. Uh, I do feel you people... want to be bullying someone? Like you don't actually yeah. know the full story. Right. I feel what exactly. What are you doing? Yeah, I don't, right. just saying, saying like so much shit, like being like, oh, like, and saying a lot of shit about Prince William as well. We don't know mm. his involvement. Saying like, oh, like this dude, like I saw this TikTok where it was like they were comparing Prince Harry and Prince William, and like showing like Prince Harry being like this strong, like tough man doing like all kinds of like I don't know, like ultra marathon shit. I don't know, and then like Prince William was like, you know, just kind of showing Prince William as like a weak person, mm. and then Prince mm. Harry as like a strong like man person and I'm like and then all the comments are just like saying a lot of shit about Prince William I'm like I mean they're probably not reading the comments but at the same time it's like you're kind of like hearing just one side of the story a little bit like, not one side of the st- but that too but also mm-hmm. you're kind of um doing what you say you're against by mm-hmm. oh, also attacking oh, yeah. and you know completely dismantling somebody else you know what I mean exactly mm-hmm. it's like it's like they mm-hmm. took what Megan said and now they're doing it to another person. Exactly. Right. When you don't know also, the truth. Exactly. Like, and like like Angela was saying, it's like the, you don't they don't know the other side of the story either, right? Like if there's you know we don't know that, mm-hmm. and yeah, that's why I think like uh, I just feel like people are very quick to to jump on this like whole yes. cancel culture yeah. and this whole like oh my god and I I don't know I don't know where all this anger is in people. Everyone just like <laughs> all of a sudden they're like. Oh, let's get the pitchforks out and fucking storm the <laughs> the castle. You know what I mean? Like, storm the castle. So storm up. the capital. Storm the castle. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Like, it's, Anyways, it's kind of very messed up. reactive. It's, it's, it's like, crazy. oh my god, they Surprised. won't take care of her mental health. So let's trash the fuck out of them and talk yeah, the shit exactly. out of them and drive them into depression. It's like, okay, can we chill? Please? That's how you get the views, though. You gotta oh, be god. a little dramatic, <laughs> yeah. you know, on the TikTok. Oh goddamn. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's it's happening. Oh gosh. Mm-hmm. So yes. Speaking of mental health, shall we uh, dive deep? Ooh. We shall. <laughs> well, we had some questions, didn't we? Yeah, we had a, we had a couple questions. I'm going to read a few because some of them weren't questions. They were just like really nice little statements here. Aww. So one of them was not a question, but so hyped. You're, ha- you're having Angie on. I love your Angie. mukbangs. Yeah, that's cute. I love your mukbangs with her. Then another Aww. comment. That's so cute. these were all people like responding to the questions that we put on our Instagram. Right. She's, she's the best. 
Oh. Aww. Daniel, are we competing? Daniel, are you feeling jealous <laughs> yet or jealous. what? Like, oh, God, I was seeing these comments. I was like, should I even read these? It's okay, no, Daniel. Just... You also get you also get the nicest comments. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Um, and then another one was, oh, that's kind of, this one's not as uh, relevant. Um, okay. <laughs> so it just says, oh, yay. Oh, no, it's not. Whoever wrote yes. this, I don't mean your po- your your comment isn't important. It's <laughs> oh, oh yay! Should we do a poll for us to vote for our favorite cheap lazy vegan guests? Oh, oh see, they okay, want the competition. <laughs> you guys are creating harsh. the drama. <laughs> yes, they like the drama. <laughs> One day we need to stage a fight. Oh, oh no! That'll get the views. Mm. Yes. Um, okay, so here's some questions that we had. So the first one, which is kind of interesting here. Do you think people judge depression as laziness instead of asking what's wrong? Okay, first of all, I'm gonna just put a disclaimer out there, <laughs> oh, yeah, and yeah, that yeah. and that I am not none a of us are professionals qualified, yeah. you know, uh, cl- like a counselor or a <laughs> yeah. psychologist to give any advice. We're just yeah. like talking we're just about people. you know, yeah. Yes. Yeah, yeah, our opinions and mm-hmm. like my experience because I've mm-hmm. dealt with a lot of different things. I feel like, but. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is a tricky one because, like, I think there's a difference between people who are depressed and they're actually, you know, they have this disorder called depression. Mm-hmm. And then yeah. there are people who kind of put themselves in this kind of a self-victimized, like, this mm-hmm. this mm. category and kind of make it excuses for themselves. Yeah. So it's like, let's say something happened. Let's say like, you know, um, someone says something mean to me. And like, instead of like, oh, because someone says something mean to me, I'm sad. Therefore, I'm just going to be in my bed all day. Mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. instead of kind of like owning that and being like, hey, like, why did this person say this to me? And like kind mm-hmm. of diving deeper into this, you know, issue mm-hmm. is more like, mm-hmm. oh, something happened. So I'm just going to take this and like run with it and just kind of dwell on that sadness. Mm-hmm. So I think yeah. there's a difference between like and I think you would know as a person, like if you are being lazy versus if you're feeling really depressed and sad. Mm-hmm. Exactly. I don't know, that's my like take on it. And like, I think to see someone else is i guess the way that they react or they they behave i think if rose was to see me be in bed all day like but because she knows me and she knows that i'm such a go 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 person like i think Mm. if she was to see me in bed all day she would obviously ask and ask me if i'm okay Mm -hmm. um so i think it really depends on like who you're i guess like like who it is who it is mm-hmm. and like what kind yeah. of relationship you have with this person mm-hmm. i don't think people should be again like quick to judge about yes, someone else if, if they are in bed all day i'm yeah. not saying that they are like you know you're just being a piece of shit or like mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. why are you not being productive because we all have those days but yeah. i think it really depends on yeah like who it is mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah yeah i think that's a really good point because i think like i think you're right i think there's a big there's a difference between people i think Especially with depression, I think there's a lot of people that quickly, and again, I don't want to, like, anyone that's watching and having, like, feelings or whatever else, I don't want to, like, discredit that at all, Mm -hmm. but I do feel like a lot of people are quick to jump on that. You're right, like, you know, if something bad happens to me and I'm, I'm feeling sad... I'm like all of a sudden quick to say, oh, I'm feeling depressed. You know what I mean? Or I'm depressed where I think there's a big difference in, in a sense that like actual like clinical depression is, is something that is like from my understanding. And again, I guys, I don't know too much about it, but it's like an actual chemical imbalance in your brain that Mm -hmm. causes you to be in a state of sadness. Like you're just not feeling yourself. You're not, you know, there's a lot of different things. It's not that 
you know, something bad happened to you one day and you feel a little sad that day. That's like very different. And I do think there's a lot of confusion or blurred lines, even myself. I don't know where the distinction is, but I do think like, I do feel like, first of all, none of us are in a position to judge anyone. So to that person's question, like we should never be that, you should never be quick to judge somebody. Like you said, mm-hmm. Angela, you should never jump to that. Cause we don't know that person's story, what's going mm-hmm. on with them. Um, mm-hmm. So it could be that they have clinical depression or it could be that they're, you know, they're just having a bad day, but we, 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 we're not the ones to like judge or make that, you know, that, that kind of um, judgment. Yeah. And sense. I think it's mm-hmm. like a phase too. Like I've had a depression phase where I mm-hmm. wasn't doing anything. Like I was in mm-hmm. bed all the time. Like I, mm-hmm. I was depressed. Right. And mm-hmm. so, and I think to that person's question, like, I think it's okay to ask someone like, Hey, like, are mm-hmm. you okay? Like what's going on? Mm-hmm. Even if you yeah. don't know this person very well, like yeah. instead of kind of, categorizing them as like oh they're just being lazy um mm-hmm. maybe just like be curious and maybe start asking like little questions of like how are you feeling today like, mm-hmm. you know yeah like, i think that's yeah. i think that's important i i actually had a friend like a while ago that went through some went through some things um and i it's interesting how some people when they you know are you know going through these kind of emotions or going through a phase of of depression or you know whatever um and I had reached out and was like, again, ask that question, like, what's going on? Like, how are you, you know, feeling and stuff? And some people, they just want their space, right? So I think, mm-hmm. and she, that's what she said. She was like, you know what? I'm just dealing with this on my own. And I was like, I just want you to know that I'm here for you if you need me. So I think mm-hmm. it's important to kind of like let those people know. But again, everyone deals with it as well in their own way. But I think you're right. Like being communicate, communicative and uh, mm-hmm. letting them know that you're there to support them. Um, mm-hmm. and, and, and again, just like to that point of like judgment is like, we should never, I feel like we should never, you know, judge people too harshly because we don't know the full story. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's true. Um, mm-hmm. I know sometimes me and Rose can get a little savage on the <laughs> podcast with some of the, some of the articles. Yes. Okay. But some things that we're commenting on, it's not necessarily about that person that themselves, it's like what they did. Okay. Like right. some yes. of the stories that came up, like, I'm sorry, putting gorilla glue <laughs> in your fucking hair. We're going to call you out on that. Maybe shit she was say, going through some shit, Daniel. But it's like, this is, again, what I'm saying, right? Like, mm. there are people who right. are intentionally, they're dwelling. They're dwelling mm. on this right. sadness, and they're not doing anything anything to kind of get mm. over this depression. Mm-hmm. Yes, like, we all have our phases. We have our days. Right. Yeah. But I think it's really important to recognize it. And, like, you don't have to take action right at that moment. But, like, if mm. you notice yourself constantly being sad and depressed, like, there's something going on, and you need to recognize right. that, and you need to take yeah. action. I but think then maybe that. part of depression, just to play devil's advocate, maybe part of... I don't know what it's like to be depressed, right? Mm-hmm. But like, like really, like clinically yeah. depressed. Like we're yeah. not talking mm-hmm. about, you know, having a phase where you're feeling a bit, you know. Mm-hmm. But we're talking about like people that are actually clinically depressed. I think one part of that is that one symptom of that is that they don't feel like doing anything. And then that oh, I yeah. think causes them to further go into, mm. you know, a state of. So it's, it's hard. I think it's hard to be like, and I do it too. I'm like, I don't understand why they're not like. Mm-hmm. you know why are mm-hmm. they so i get why some people might look at that as like kind of laziness, laziness yeah. um, or like just like they're not taking ownership of themselves but i do mm-hmm. also think that there is a part that maybe we don't understand where it's like they almost like don't that's a symptom right yeah it's a, I, I don't know i don't know how no, it it's, it's yeah, for it's sure a symptom yeah. Yeah, yeah it's for sure sometimes i feel like i'm like making this really sound bad no 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 we're just just think of people yeah. who are it's like there you uh, some people use it as like an, here's the thing some people yeah. are not actually depressed most people are not mm-hmm. actually depressed but i think nowadays one of the symptoms of us um talking more and more about mental health 
depression, anxiety, is that now it's those words are thrown away, thrown out like mm-hmm. willy nilly, right? People yeah. are just like, oh, I'm just depressed. When it's yeah. like, okay, are you actually? It's like glamorized a little yeah, bit. It's a little glamorized, and it's especially used it on as an excuse. Yes, yeah. Yeah. and that's what I mean by mm-hmm. like you know difference between yeah. laziness and depression for me is like people use that as an excuse versus people who are actually clinically depressed. Yeah, right. Yeah. And true. like there is a phase where you mm-hmm. are not like unmotivated, and mm-hmm. you physically just there are days where you physically just can't get out of bed, mm-hmm. and like mm-hmm. that shouldn't be looked at as you know laziness. Mm-hmm. But again, like who knows? Like we're not in their shoes to really know what's going on. Right. I exactly. think that's what Daniel was trying I to can, say. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I can also see, like, I can, I can kind of see though, like if you had a friend or something, and again, this is just, it's, it's a, again, this is a very hard topic guys, obviously. Mm-hmm. Like, and just for our listeners as well, obviously, again, we're just having a conversation about this. Like we're none, none of us are experts here. Like we're just talking about our kind of feelings and stuff. But um, I think one thing that is hard is when you do see somebody, especially like, I'm just going to talk about my own personal experience is I don't personally have a lot of experience in this in with depression. Um, like I have, you know, a lot of, I have days, I am like a roller coaster. Rose can attest to that. Um, <laughs> but, uh, we all you know, are, I think. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But I, but actual like clinical, like, clinical depression, I don't have much experience with. And so that's why I could easily see myself, not easily, but like, you know, if you do see somebody that's like unmotivated and, and not doing things for themselves, I would think to myself, initially I'd be like well why is this person not doing that because Mm -hmm. you know I'm I'm also like most days not all days but I'm like a go 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 getter you know like I'm going and doing things and so I can't understand people like that but then we kind of have to take it a step back or step further no step back I don't know what I'm trying to say guys but the the point is is I might not understand it but we have to remember that the brain is such a complicated thing right that Mm -hmm. has like a lot of chemicals and all kinds of things that are getting released and all that which can impact and fluctuate our moods in ways that we we can't even control so Mm -hmm. it's that's I don't know what I'm trying to say by that but like (laughs) do you know what I mean like there's so many things that are going on in our heads like um and this was a point I wanted to bring up actually earlier as well about mental health that I found really really interesting because I wasn't, it wasn't against mental health, but I wasn't like seeing the, as important as, as I, as I realize now, um, until I had this like aha moment, it wasn't like an aha moment, but, um, when I kind of started to link your actual physical health to your mental health, when I started mm-hmm. to think about like, for example, if you are really stressed and you're not taking care of yourself, you will get physically sick. Like Mm -hmm. that will happen to you. You, you know, if you're someone that's super stressed, like mentally, that's something that's going on in your mind. You're more prone to heart attacks. You're more prone to all of this stuff. So I think like these health conditions are just kind of reinforcing how important it is to really like be aware and take care of your mental health as well, because it's all like linked. It's all linked. Yeah. Which which was crazy for me because I was thinking, oh, you know, like if I'm having a bad day or I'm really stressed, like it's just in my head. Right. But it's not. Mm-hmm. Like, it impacts your entire body, which is like that for me. I was like, whoa. Well, think about like when you exercise, like how much better you feel after, like mentally, yeah. not yeah. just physically. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it surprises me. Mm-hmm. Like this is why it shocks me that there's so much stigma behind like, you know, let's say meditation for an example. People mm-hmm. are like, well, why do you do that? I'm like, well, why do you exercise? Like yeah, it's yeah, the same yeah. thing, yeah. right? Like, it's like we're trying to take care of our mental health. We're trying to maintain it. Right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So. There's just such a divide, like still, still a big divide yeah. between the physical health. I think and people just health. don't know. I think because, like, yeah. I remember the first time I heard about meditation. Yeah, I was like, "What the?" F-? I was like, "What?" <laughs> mm-hmm. I was like, "That's weird." Yeah. I was like, "Why are you doing that?" That's some like you know Buddhist monk yeah. shit, you know. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. then later, I'm like, I actually learned about it, and I was like, "Okay, this makes sense." Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know. 
it's an interesting it's, yeah I that's know, a difficult question mm-hmm. yeah yeah and it, the, just the whole yeah I don't know the whole not concept but the whole thing like how linked our whole body is it's mm-hmm. just it is crazy like it it blows my mind um <laughs> okay what's the next, next question, question daniel is next it question, juice <laughs> so um can we talk about the difference between feelings and emotion and intuition so i feel what? like yeah the difference between feelings and emotions and intuition Okay, Angela, take the floor. Oh, gosh. <laughs> this is, I, I feel like this is less of a, I mean, it could still be in the mental health, like, kind of realm, but it, it's like. It's more it's, philosophical. Yeah, Yes, it it's like a philosophical. Yeah, I don't. Intuition I don't for me is like your, like, gut, gut. feeling, mm-hmm. right? And mm-hmm. feeling is something that you feel like. It's more in your head, I feel like. Like you're mm-hmm. you're feeling happiness, sadness, like excitement. Like that's mm-hmm. just kind of it comes with an event or a situation. But I feel like a gut feeling or the intuition, it's kind of it's there. And mm-hmm. let's say like you didn't have a good feeling about this one particular person and like you you have a gut feeling mm-hmm. that this person is not a good person. Mm-hmm. And it's not necessarily it's something that he or she did. It's like yeah. it's in you, like you you feel it in your mm-hmm, gut, it's mm-hmm. in your core. Mm. So I think that's kind of the difference, like how I would differentiate it. But again, yeah. like I'm not an expert, so like, but that's like yeah. speaking yeah. from what I would judge that and like kind of mm-hmm. define those two difference. Um, mm-hmm. Gut feeling, like yeah, it's like you it's just different. Know. It's yeah. different <laughs> from emotion. Like yeah, emotion is like when you're like yeah, when you're just like feeling kind of sad, feeling kind of. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, maybe it's linked. I feel like it's like it definitive. It, it's linked. Oh yeah. Oh, no, it's okay. <laughs> it's linked. It's linked to when, but it's not the same thing. So, like, an emotion mm. would be like, oh, I'm feeling nice and good. Yeah. But, like, maybe, and what, what was it, intuition? Yeah. yeah. Intuition is more like, oh, what, maybe, like, judging how you feel, like, your initial kind of how you feel mm-hmm. upon a certain situation. Like you yeah. said, like, like a first this reaction, person, maybe. this person, you're like, you meet someone and you're like, oh, yeah. he seems like a, you know, <laughs> like a serial killer. <laughs> yeah, that's your intuition. If something yeah. tells yeah. you that this dude's a serial killer, yeah. it's like you can't and really you... explain it. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. hard to explain any but like of these emotions, things. feelings. I feel like you can define, but yes. like this intuition that you have, right. it's, like it's hard to define. Yeah, it's something very intu- really hard. Yeah, it's it is a weird concept because intuition is like it's just like you get this feeling about something. You know what I mean? Like you get this yeah. feeling like about somebody that's, that's a really good example of like when you first meet somebody or you know what I mean? Like you, you just mm-hmm. like, you have that intuition and let me tell you guys <laughs> just, just from my own personal <laughs> goddamn experience, uh, intuition is trust it. Trust your intuition. <laughs> let me tell you every single person that my intuition has been like, this person is not good for you or not a good, like, you know what I mean? Like, uh-huh. like you, know, you get that feeling or whatever. Um, would you say you have wrong. good intuition, Daniel? I feel like I do, but I just don't follow my intuition. Like, I need to follow it more often. I think you have, like, a, you have a good intuition to other people, Yeah. maybe? What do you think? I think, that, I think that's probably what it is. Because yeah. I feel like there's been many times, like all of the like really crazy shit that's happened in my life involving individuals, when I first met those individuals or at some point in time around those individuals, I did not have a good feeling about them. Right. You know? Mm-hmm. And it wasn't, yeah. again, you, you it was You do actually have pretty good intuition now that yeah, I think about it. It, it wasn't like a, it wasn't like a, um like an emotion or anything. It was just like a gut feeling in my gut. Like I'm like, mm, something about this person doesn't sit right with me. 
Uh-huh. You know? Yeah. And, you know, there's been so many examples where I'm just like, uh-huh. oh, my God, why did I there not go. just... Maybe that's the difference. It's like, mm-hmm. it's not... Emotion is, like, within you. You're just like, oh, I feel like this. I feel like mm-hmm. that. Intuition's more like, that seems wrong. <laughs> like, yeah. like yeah. something wrong with you. <laughs> yeah, okay, I'm going to get a little yeah. woo-woo here. Okay. But I feel like, yeah, like, I think brain sends the signal of what kind of feeling you're feeling. Like, it, mm-hmm. it comes from the brain, right? Like, feelings mm-hmm. and emotions. And I think the mm-hmm. gut feeling is more, like, energy. Like, you feel certain mm-hmm. energy or vibe from this person yes. when you meet them. Mm-hmm. They didn't even have to, like say a word and you already know mm-hmm. like you already kind of know and so well I feel usually like they do have to say something i feel like <laughs> do you does the well, person you, have to say yeah, something i feel now? like usually, yeah you have to have yeah, a conversation like, a little mm, bit and then you're like Ugh, there's something I'm wrong. But not like even a, yeah yeah i'm thinking of like previous flatmate that like, maybe <laughs> me, and, me and rose both had i had a certain feeling i know exactly and, what's going on in your head right now as we yeah. speak yeah, and that person though, like honestly, Angela, if you met them again, when you first met meet them, they're like they seem charismatic, but mm. the, the, the more they talk and the more their gestures and their face and everything, you're just like something is Trust not the crazy eyes. Trust it doesn't crazy make crazy eyes, okay? It just never made me feel comfortable. And oh my god! Yeah. Uh, but you're right. God. Like if, even if you have that intuition, you still end up living with all the crazies, Daniel. So exactly, yeah, this is the thing. I just it. I need to follow. Follow, yes, follow we my all gut say that. Everyone follow says, the gut feeling. Yeah, follow your gut yeah. feeling. Yeah. God okay, damn. let's continue. What's the next question? These are, are hard questions. Okay. That is a hard question. They're actually really yeah. hard. I think it's just hard because, yeah, I don't know. All of this stuff about around mental health is 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 the reason why it's so challenging and difficult is there's no black or white answer. Yes. Do you know what I mean? Yes. And, mm-hmm. I, and I feel like even if we you guys, even if we brought on somebody with us here that was like super, you know, they were like a, a therapist or whatever, they would still have difficulties answering these questions because mm-hmm. these aren't, this is the challenge with mental health, I think, is that there is no black and white answer. You can't right. just say, oh, you're feeling that because of this. There could be so many different factors. Yeah, mm-hmm. for sure. Um, so the next question, and this one is really difficult. Oh, um, God. I thought that yeah. one was difficult. Oh, so uh, what are your feelings, your feelings about addictions related to mental health? Oh, shit. Mm-hmm. <sighs> this is not our field <laughs> of know, This one is like. Well, you know what's actually interesting? Today I was, I mean, not to jump into Angela's no, no, thing no, here, no, but I ahead. feel like none of us really know how to answer this. But today yeah. I was listening to a podcast and um, it's a. Uh, it was they were interviewing a guy that wrote a book about mm. drugs and it's mm. called like yeah. drugs for adults or I don't know something like this I can't mm. remember what it's called but basically his thing is like I don't know what his thing is but he had like doctor in his name so I'm assuming mm-hmm. he's a smart person mm-hmm. and he is like very kind of for the you like not necessarily for the use of recreational drugs but like the normalizing Yes, yeah. normalizing the use of drugs and also decriminalizing and, like, legalizing everything mm. so that it's all... And he, like, literally talks about how he, like, does heroin, like, just Ooh. just recreationally. And he's, like, you know, a functioning human being, you know. Mm. Yeah. And it was really interesting the way that he was talking about it because I thought... Because, you know, a lot of people will look at drugs and think, like, especially something like heroin, for mm-hmm. example. Like, mm-hmm. even you and I have had this conversation where it's, like... Yeah, we you, have. We look at drugs and we're, like that drug is bad it's addictive mm-hmm. if you do it you're gonna get addicted it's bad mm-hmm. and that's like kind of the end all that that is the end of discussion mm-hmm. um but then what he was saying is a lot of times like most of the issues involving addiction is not necessarily the drug itself it's many different factors mm-hmm. one of which is mental health mm-hmm. right it's yes. like there are usually almost always underlying factors to mm-hmm. as to why somebody gets addicted 
to certain drugs. That's true. It's so, that's so fun. Not funny, but like, um, and it's not ironic. I was about to say ironic as well. (laughs) I literally, I I don't even know how I watched this. I think it was a, in my like, you know, dark YouTube hole Mm -hmm. that I went into. (laughs) And there was a video about this exact thing. And it was a guy talking about, um, substance abuse. Uh, I think it was alcohol and something else with, for this particular individual. Um, and he said the same thing. He was like, and again, like, I don't know the full story, but he was just like, it was like a cartoon that was done. And he was, he said, you know, it's funny. Like I became like really like I was drinking so much. I think he was also smoking crack. I'm not hundred percent sure. Mm-hmm. It was like a lot of, there was a couple different substances. Mm-hmm. And he was like, the thing for him is he realized like, the problem with these addictions is like you said, a lot of the time he called them like gremlins. So you have, he had gremlins in his closet and Mm. in the beginning, the gremlins were really, really small, but because of his inability to deal with those gremlins at the time, he used substances like alcohol and crack cocaine and this kind of stuff to, to kind of keep the gremlins at bay. Right. And then he said, what happened is as you become a habitual user of, of drugs and, and other substances is you, you do you do mentally block out your demons, right? You like because you're right. you're so kind of like comatose or whatever else. But then what happens is your behavior cre- that because you never deal with those demons, they get bigger and bigger and bigger, mm, right. and your problems get worse because you're not dealing with any of it. And then he right. said that was the hardest part getting clean is what wasn't actually getting the clean part. Like that part wasn't the challenge, although it was a part of the challenge. He said that the the difficult thing is when you're clean and sober. Those things that you were really small before that you weren't dealing with are now huge. Oh right. God! And now, and now, on top of those gremlins that you had, maybe at this point you fucked up things with your family. You've done a ton of other stuff that you mm-hmm. now have to go back and 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 repair. So yeah, yeah, that's oh, scary. God. And like speaking from my own experience, so I feel like I had addiction to sugar. Okay, and like oh, Rose knows about this. Yes. Yeah. So like my eating, I didn't. I don't. It wasn't an eating disorder per se, but no. it was more so like this is how my days would start. I would <laughs> I, like during university times, like I would, and even up to like probably two years ago, mm-hmm. not even. Mm-hmm. Um, I would start my day with a medium coffee double double, like Tim Hortons coffee mm-hmm. coffee double double. So that's like medium black coffee with like two sugar, two cream, and they make it yeah. super sweet. So it's like super sweet, and then yeah. by like one o'clock or two o'clock rolls in. I would go downstairs or like go to a convenience store, buy like a pack of sour Skittles or like sour gummies or like some sort of candy, <laughs> eat it all in one sitting. And like yeah. that would be my like almost everyday routine, right? And yeah. so I was addicted to, I feel like I was addicted to refined sugar. And like yeah. when I felt, and I think it, sugar, the way that it is made, I think it is actually supposed to give you a bit of dopamine. dopamine dopamine yes yeah so like yeah. people actually like feel like they get that hit of happiness yeah temporarily mm-hmm. oh, 100%. and yeah. so that's why a lot of people are addicted to sugar right like, nowadays mm-hmm. right yeah and so if you develop this habit let's say like for 28 days or 30 days or whatever then like you do develop all these symptoms like your physical you know there are yeah. things that go wrong with your body and then like you're just accustomed to whatever something like bad happens, bad happens mm-hmm. then you just revert back to just eating eating bad food for you or like right sugary like foods. sugar yeah because yeah. that gives you temporarily happiness right so yeah i feel like that's how kind of like the mental health and the addiction kind of oh it's 100 percent related right? yeah yeah for sure yeah. it's interesting that yeah. you brought up sugar because i didn't even i'm thinking like drugs and stuff mm. but that's also like yeah. an addiction you know food addiction is a real thing yeah. you know and there's a lot of always, different addictions yeah it's yeah. it's usually it's always linked to 
like a mental health issue. Mm-hmm. Like it's, exactly. it's almost like, always linked. Mm-hmm. Another yeah. another addiction, like you can think of like people that have sex addictions, mm-hmm. um, yes. porn porn addictions, gambling addictions. Mm-hmm. Like there's so many different uh, uh, different things. And I I you know again I think addictions in themselves are very complex issues, right? Obviously, yeah. but I do think that like yeah so many of them they are they all i would i would argue all addictions go hand in hand with mental health like there's yeah. something mm-hmm. going on that you know that person needs to deal with or you know or they're getting um you know they get into this habitual pattern of of doing something what you know about what crystal I mean? meth so, daniel oh god damn well, I, was I don't like, know if that i really want to like talk to this man because i find this man very fascinating yeah. the way that oh he was god. talking because I'm yes. like, I want to know his opinion on Crystal. Oh, I haven't finished the the podcast. Maybe mm. he's going to talk about it. But like, because mm. yeah. like Crystal Meth is supposed to be, you know, like me and Daniel always say like, we, you never want to try a Crystal Meth. Mm-hmm. Because yeah, yeah, apparently yeah. everyone gets addicted on Crystal Meth. Mm. But then yeah. when I listen to this, I'm like, maybe it isn't actually, not that I want to try it. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely yeah, yeah. don't recommend yeah. trying Crystal Meth. No, 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 no. Maybe it is still like maybe there are people that have tried it that don't get fully addicted and people that are more willing Mm -hmm. to try it might be already people that are going through mental health issues. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's the mental state that you're in. Honestly. Yeah. Yeah. Even just with like when I first, when I tried drugs for the first time, like it's like they're, they said, Oh, you will want to do it all the time. Like when you go out to parties, you're going to do want to do it all the time. I'm like, no, Mm. not really. Yeah. Like, yeah, at a great time, but I'm not addicted to it. So I think Mm -hmm. it is about like your mental, but then I was addicted to sugar, you know, I was like, Mm. I can stop eating sugary things every single day. All day. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Part of it's physical and part of it's mental for sure. Because the thing with, with those sugary candies that like Angela eats and stuff, or eight, mm-hmm. not much mm-hmm. anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. A lot of it is like they actually develop it so that it's like physically addictive as well. Of course. Mm-hmm. So if yeah. you already have some kind of like addictive, a little bit of an addictive personality, or yeah. mm-hmm. like you you're going through something and mm-hmm. it gives you that kind of mm-hmm. like that hit of Boost dopamine, of, yeah. then like yeah. it's gonna you know you're gonna want it more and more. Exactly. Mm-hmm. But that was that was that was part of the argument too for drugs. Again, this is why this is such a complex issue mm-hmm. because you know, they also have this, you know, certain drugs release that, that, that sense of dopamine, right? Yes. Like that, and they'll give you that, that high feeling. Right. And you know, like, yeah, it goes, I guess it goes both ways. Like, I mean, yeah. Oh God. I don't know. It's like it's that guy that, that we were talking, did we talk about on the podcast? There was I'm a guy sure. on YouTube that I actually watched that video. And did you it was watch actually, it? Yeah. So there was a guy that yeah. like, he, ma- he was like a former addict. Well, he is an yes. addict. I guess when you're yeah. an addict, you're always an addict or something like that. Yes. Yeah. 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 And he, he also, like for sure this guy was going through a lot of mental health mm. issues okay because mm-hmm. he have he has tried like every substance under the sun so like that's so what i'm many. saying like so this guy he was talking about his experience on crystal meth mm. yeah. and i think he does his videos about like every single drug that he's tried to yeah. kind of give a more like honest picture of like mm-hmm. you know the reality of actually doing these drugs not just like fear mongering being like if you do crystal meth yeah. all your teeth are gonna fall out like he yeah. does talk about all the bad things but also like he talks yeah. about how it feels right and I, I was like oh my god so uncomfortable listening to this because like I can see why that kind of shit is like triggering for people by the way of like you know that have addictions yeah. and stuff because I'm like holy shit like so yeah. he's saying that like with crystal meth it's like the highest amount of dopamine that you could like get mm. I think it's like yeah, that's why people ridiculous. get so addicted to it because especially yeah. if you're going through something difficult yeah. it literally yeah. apparently makes you feel like like Superman like Superman and then yeah. and then a lot of the comments in the video were basically people saying like the hardest thing about meth like ever trying meth is that after you do it, nothing else feels exciting or like, yeah, that's why people oh, get gosh. so addicted because yeah. once they feel it once, nothing yeah. like imagine feeling so amazing and then 
feeling never, normal. Ever feeling, yeah. Yeah. The yeah. feeling normal part is going to feel like mm-hmm. fucking you're depressed. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Yeah. Anyways, it's very complicated, That's but it's complicated. very linked. Yeah. Yes. No, 100%. Mm-hmm. I do feel, I'm, I'm actually like a bit worried about that guy because he just like disappeared because he was like, <laughs> like posting quite a lot on, on, um, on YouTube. YouTube. He has like a YouTube channel and, um, yeah, he was posting a lot. And then all of a sudden he like had a one video where he's like, I relapsed and I'm not okay or something. <gasps> and then he had a few more videos after that. And then he, now he's just like dropped off the face. I don't know oh, what's happened. No. no, but good news is mm-hmm. one of the recent I think there was a comment under one, like, I think it was the meth video or something else yeah. where it was like a more recent comment. It was like a month ago and he like hearted yeah. the comment. Aww. So he's, he's still there. A month ago. Okay. Yes. Okay. Okay. Yeah. But it, <laughs> hopefully he's okay. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, yeah, I don't know. It's, it's really, yeah, That's I don't tough. know. It's yeah. a very interesting. Okay. And yeah. it's just a vicious cycle. I yeah. think like once you're in that state and you, you, you know, develop maybe like physical symptoms from yeah. overeating sugar and then like, you just you're addicted and then like yeah Yeah. you're just dependent Mm -hmm. on it and then you're like you know you feel shitty about yourself and then Mm -hmm. so you just indulge yeah yeah that would be hard because even if you're in a better place we all go through like bad moments and we're like sad and then you know that like that hit is gonna make you feel better Mm -hmm. whether it's sugar or it's you know and people do it in so many different ways Mm -hmm. like self-harming like alcohol is like a problem like let's drink wine oh my god that's what what i'm saying it's like certain drugs are normalized and certain drugs are not certain addictions are normalized certain addictions are not and we're not saying we're addicted and i think we have like like the self um what do you call it like not discipline but we we are like in a in a relatively good mental health state that we're able to just like okay let's have a wine night and like kind of just go back to our normal yes. you know yeah, day-to-day yeah, yeah. living but for people who are if you're going through something difficult really yeah and especially during covid right now yeah. everyone's staying at home mm. and if you're not working it's yeah. like and you're not doing much it's like i don't know it'd be a very tough time you know yeah mm-hmm. i don't know it's interesting so 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 last question um Ooh. and this one is it kind of runs in line with it's it's kind of like addiction but like a positive i wouldn't say a positive addiction but like what are our thoughts on addiction to exercise running and weightlifting for example do you think there's a problem oh. where people get too obsessed and addicted to doing those things i think there's also people who are like this i think they're mm. also trying to mask something like something deeper that's going Mm. on within themselves because people who are addicted to anything I feel like they're trying to just kind of distract themselves in a way like it's an obsession right so um either they're trying to cover up something they're super insecure about like people who are super addicted to exercising and weightlifting and all that um Mm. they're trying to just like mask their insecurity and instead of dealing with it I think more on an emotional level they're doing mm-hmm. it in more of like in an action way. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. I, yeah. I, I, agree. I agree. I think, I think again, I'm not discrediting the importance of exercise because I'm very much like, I think it's important to go for walks and go mm-hmm. for runs and do weightlifting and everything else. Um, and I don't, I don't know what the perfect amount is to do with like, you know, what, what the perfect balance is, but I do agree if someone is like really over the top to the point where, you know, maybe they're making themselves sick or they're, you know, like really it's not actually being as beneficial for them. They might be in amazing shape, but you're right. Anyone that's like going crazy like that, um, on extreme diets and all this stuff just to like, you know, get to that, that wherever they want to go I do think you're right that that's a kind of an, another form of addiction in a different way mm-hmm. yeah um, yeah 
Yeah, it's real. Like, I mean, mm-hmm. look at like bodybuilding and stuff. Yeah. People like doing yeah. fitness competitions. They are not healthy. Like, I'm sorry. Yeah. A lot of them and a lot of like under like, again, it's like a mask of like, oh, we're so healthy. You right. know, we're, exactly. we're in this wellness space and we're we're doing fitness. So therefore we're healthy. Mm-hmm. But like mm-hmm. anything to that extreme is going to be bad. Mm-hmm. And especially like in fitness, there's like a lot of issues that we don't see especially in like those competitions mm-hmm. they like yeah. starve themselves for days or eat only like chicken breast and right. broccoli yeah. and then like a lot of the women almost all the women lose their period yeah. for that period mm-hmm. of time which is yeah. very bad for your health because when you're yeah. under underweight like that you're yeah. gonna lose your period and then they also dehydrate themselves for like an entire day before the competition yeah, so to they look, look shredded right yes yeah. and i'm sorry yeah. like not to be rude but like they look <laughs> unhealthy like am they i crazy unhealthy. No, it doesn't look, look no. it doesn't look healthy. Yeah. And I don't understand. And they can't say that they're actually doing that for health. They're not. Mm-hmm. Exactly. You know, they're doing yeah. it to either prove themselves or prove mm-hmm. other people or, you know. Um mm-hmm. I think like back in the days I I did think about well not like like joining? Like competing. Like right. I was like, maybe mm-hmm. I should actually start like eating chicken breast and broccoli right. and like actually right. see if I can get like, shredded and go down to like I'm glad 5% you didn't. body fat. Yeah. I'm glad you didn't. But that was more so not because like I'm thinking, oh my God, like I'm going to feed my body all the nutrients. Like you don't think yeah, like yeah, that, yeah. right? Like you're no, thinking exactly, like, exactly. I want to see how shredded yeah. I can get and how I can look if I did this. Like yeah. you don't think about your health, right? Like Yeah, yeah, yeah. So just people who are saying that like they're doing it for health like, and like, you know that makes no sense but then maybe mm-hmm. they think that doing that they're going to become healthy even though they're not doing it for health they think it's healthy doing it that like mm-hmm. that i think I that's think, yeah. the kind of like tricky thing is like if you don't know much about like health and nutrition and you know being healthy you might look at that and think oh i mean they're exercising and you know mm-hmm. eating clean mm-hmm. quote unquote so they yeah. must be healthy you know yeah i think i think again like i you know from everything that and uh, from Uh, my own experience and everything that I've learned throughout my life, I think one of the biggest things that we need to consider or think about whenever it comes to life and everything is about balance, right? Like I think Mm -hmm. that's like, I know it's like an overused term and people are like, Oh, you know, but even when it comes to exercise and weightlifting and doing all this stuff, it's like our bodies actually do need time to recover Mm -hmm. and we need to have like down days. So like if you're addicted to exercising and you're doing, you know, putting your body through all of this extra pressure, like actually you're doing more harm Mm -hmm. because you're not giving your body a proper chance to rest. Mm -hmm. You know, that's when you're going to get prone to injury. That's when you're going to, um, you know, you'll, you'll be like putting extra pressure on your joints. So I do think like, Every single thing that I've, I mean, and and I could be wrong, but this is just like my, like what I've Mm -hmm. taken from life so far is like, it is all about balance. You know, you need Mm -hmm. to have like a, a balanced lifestyle. I know that sounds cheesy, but no, I'd like to add on to that. Like it is about balance and I think it's about your own balance. I think it's like really Mm -hmm. learning how to listen to yourself and like your thoughts, your body, Mm -hmm. like, you know, balance to you, like working out Mm -hmm. three to four times a week for you might not be the same for someone else. Right. Mm -hmm. Like, so really just like learning to, and like, why do we have an addiction to food? Why do we have an addiction Mm -hmm. to certain drugs? Like we really Mm -hmm. need to like get real with ourselves. Okay. This is kind of embarrassing to share, but like for me, alcohol, it's like, I feel more confident when I drink. Yeah, so that's that's yeah. why I drink sometimes. Like, yeah. so that's yeah. why if I go Same on dates or whatever, mm-hmm. you know, like for the mm-hmm. first time, it's like I want to be a little bit tipsy before I go on the stage, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so I can be a loosen little bit more up. coffee. Yeah, and like yeah. loosen up. Yeah, I think that's the term that I was looking for. But like, yeah. mm-hmm. we have certain reasons to why we do certain things, and I think just like mm-hmm. recognizing, you know, yeah. how we think as individuals and like what we are doing to our bodies, like for physical yeah. health, um, I think that's really important. Like, and that mm-hmm. just ties into the whole like mental health 
Well, well you know, it's interesting yeah. because you know that guy, Greg Doucette, yes. that we. <laughs> Yes, I so there's watching him. I know, me too. Yeah. Uh, but anyways, he he's like this big. I know Daniel doesn't watch YouTube too much, so he's like this like big um, fitness guy on YouTube, mm-hmm. and he's like he got really famous mm-hmm. like in like a year because he kind of responds to a lot of people, and he did this like he basically does videos where he's like yelling and he's kind of funny and like mm. we we were watching him for a long time and then now you know we're we're kind of over that phase a little bit. But one of the things that he said that I found was really interesting is that, Mm. you know, we talk about balance, we talk about, which I completely agree. I think it's Mm -hmm. very important to have, you know, whatever balance is to you. Um, Exactly. But then he talks about how he's like, nothing to the extreme. Um, You can't, what what did he say? Something like, if you do something to the extreme, it's never going to be healthy. Mm -hmm. And in order to be the best at anything, you have to do it to the extreme. So that's one thing that's very interesting because a lot of people want to be the best, right? They want to be, you know, they want to compare themselves to this person or this person, Victoria's Secret model or, you know, actress or singer or DJ, whatever it is. And then, but then if you actually think about it, it's like in order to get to that level, they like probably don't have any balance and they have to do, you know, all that we don't want to do like they have to sacrifice their social life or you know mm. eating you know drinking wine on the weekend or eating you know burgers mm. once in a while or mm. whatever it is so um that's one thing that's i think important to know when you're like mm-hmm. maybe comparing yourself to someone that maybe you shouldn't be comparing yourself to because mm-hmm. you know you exactly. think you think oh you want this body like everyone wants a victoria's yeah. secret mm-hmm. body but what are they yeah. doing to get that body Exactly. And what sacrifices are they making? And not only, you know, you know, sacrifices like we might take for granted, like, oh, you know, even just spending time with friends and family and stuff. Maybe, you know, you mm-hmm. have to make those sacrifices because you have to be at the gym all the time. And that isn't necessarily always good for your mental health to, to be yes. making all those sacrifices. Right. So they might be, you know, looking physically fit and, you know, doing mm-hmm. all this other stuff. But then maybe their mental health is they're not taking care of their mental health or, you know, whatever it may be. Um, I think that's a really good point. And I think I think. Um, Angela, I love the point that you brought up about how, you know, balance is important, but how it's unique to each person. Do you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. You have to find that balance that works for you. Um, so I think that's a really, you know, great little takeaway for <laughs> our audience here on the Savage Podcast uh-huh. is you need, you guys need to find that balance that works for you. How do you find that balance? <laughs> really listen to yourself. Mm, really, yeah. really know who you are and really like mm-hmm. just own the person that you are and like really mm-hmm. own your flaws, I think. And like stop making excuses. For me, like I had to stop making excuses to not overindulge on sugar, right? I'm right. like, mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, it's fine. You know, I'm still young. I can just see whatever I want, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. But like, that's, yeah. again, me making excuses. So just like really learning yeah. to recognize, really like sit mm-hmm. with yourself. And harder like really than you recognizing. think. It is. It, it is. is. It is hard. It's, it's harder. a tough thing. Yep. But I it think is. that's a good point. Listen to yourself. Also listen to your body as well. So like, you know, if you're doing something, it's not feeling right or whatever, maybe like just take it easy that day or whatever it may be. You need to, you need to constantly be, um, evaluating and I think your your whatever your balance is is going to change over time as well as we get older yeah. things are going to change mm-hmm. right so it's it's kind of like something constantly that you're going to have to review but mm-hmm. I think it's good to try to like you know just have that in your mind like think about that you know mm-hmm. so shall we yeah. talk a little about um the quarantine fatigue and how to deal with mental health issues mm. at this moment I think that's important mm. way to end this podcast because definitely you know we're still in the fucking pandemic 
I know. I know. A year are, later. Yeah, yeah, we're all feeling the fucking fatigue. Yeah. Even yeah, I. All of us. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I was like, oh, whatever. Working from home. Great. Like, mm-hmm. uh, a year later, I'm starting to feel it. I'm starting to be like, <laughs> yeah. I miss the people. Yeah. I want to go back to the office. So if I'm yeah. feeling that way, I'm sure, like, even just people that I know in my life, like, you know, a lot of people are struggling. Yeah. Yeah. So what are some so. quick fire tips, guys? Oh, gosh. I Stay would. Connected. Oh, sorry. No, no. Go ahead, Daniel. I was going to say my, my takeaway tip, um, and I don't always do it, but I feel so much better when I do is especially when you're working from home and you're at home all the time is if the weather's good, go out for a walk. You know, honestly, I cannot stress to everyone how much that's helped helped me through this pandemic is Mm -hmm. getting outside and going for walks. Mm -hmm. Honestly, it's, it's amazing. That's my tip to take away. Angela. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And like that, this also really helped me too, like going mm-hmm. for walks mm-hmm. and like just staying connected with people like virtually um, and mm-hmm. just really open up to how you're feeling. Cause a lot of people have been opening up and I'm like, I have I had no idea that you were feeling that way. Yeah. Right. And so just yeah. like, and I think that's like a form of release when you start talking about these, like some of the struggles that you have mm-hmm. like that, just by you talking about it makes you feel a little bit better because right. you know that there's someone that's willing to listen. Right? right. So I think that's, you know, something that I would mm-hmm. recommend. Oh God. Is it my turn? God, what about you? Bro? Oh God. I mean, yeah, I think exercise is not just walking, but like just exercise in general. I think for me, um, yeah, I also went through like a phase where I was like, you know, holy shit. Like, is this still like, I don't know. It was just like somber mood, you know? Yeah. And for me, yeah, always like anytime I did some sort of exercise, I felt like better mm-hmm. after, mm-hmm. Um, especially yeah. something that's a little bit challenging too. sometimes. I know that it's not something that we necessarily want to do. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But like the challenging workouts at the very end, I'm like, holy shit, I feel like a million times better. Mm-hmm. Whatever the yeah. challenging is whatever challenge it is for you right mm-hmm. so like if walking yeah. is a challenge then like go walking mm-hmm. or maybe you want to you know push yourself a little bit more i think that mm-hmm. helps and yeah talking yeah. to people um yeah. and staying uh, virtually connected yes oh god yeah. oh god and seriously like meditating it, it meditating really yes yeah. daniel i haven't done it yet i need to try <laughs> I know, it i've never, never done tried it, so. i keep telling I think, you no, I, for I've a done year it. i've been telling oh, him to yes. meditate I know I've done a meditation session before with some work colleagues uh-huh. at the office, oh. like in London, back in London. Did you so, fall asleep? No, no, I didn't fall okay. asleep. I just, yeah, <laughs> um, I enjoyed it. I did enjoy it. So, I mean, it's just like something I've just never done at home before. So it's hard yeah. to yeah, I can do try. it. Yeah. 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 And Definitely. also, sorry, one more uh-huh. thing, but yeah, like yeah. Yeah. seeking for like, again, like, like if you have the financial means to yes. like seek for a therapist and like mm-hmm. talk to someone that is going to be unbiased and like not mm-hmm. know your family or friends and like you feel more comfortable talking to um i think yeah. that's super important just like even writing things down sometimes i feel like we have so many thoughts that go through i think there's like what fifty thousand or 50 yeah 40 oh, to fifty thousand thoughts that go through our head oh, a God. day apparently and so like yeah. If you're feeling like you're in a funk, uh, sometimes it really helps to write things down to see like, yeah, what is exactly. And you can kind of analyze it and yeah, go from there. Yeah. I would also say, I will add another thing is Mm -hmm. remember that things pass. Mm -hmm. Okay. Emotions and feelings are not forever. And Mm -hmm. one day you're going to feel like it feels like it's going to be like, oh my God, I just feel like shit. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to feel like this forever. But like. Almost, like always things pass yeah so oh 100 yeah, percent. you'll always. feel you'll feel really stressed one day and you're yes. like oh my god this is the worst day of my life and then the next <laughs> the next day yeah. maybe not quite to that extreme uh-huh. but like the next day you wake up and you're like oh what was i even worried about yesterday all right yeah. cool like you know what i mean like yeah. it, it yeah. is it is it a happens fleeting, a lot yeah yeah 
But same thing with happy feelings. So remember, there's always a balance. You know, you might be feeling great one day and then the next day you're like, oh God, hormones, (laughs) hormones. (laughs) (laughs) So true. So true. But yes. Any other tips? Any more tips? I I mean, there are so many that you can talk about. Yes. So many things. This is a very wholesome, Mm -hmm. wholesome podcast. This is the most wholesome podcast episode (laughs) we've ever had. I know, but I think it's about time. Well, not about time, but like it's good. You know, we've had a a lot of people asking. You know, we've done a lot of news stories and things like that. A lot of them have been quite dark. You know, and so it's kind of nice to talk about. You know, mental health, especially right now. I think Uh you know it is so, so, so important um, to to you know discuss that things and you know have our very first guest on the podcast thank you guys for having me how was the experience Angela? it was very (laughs) very wholesome and i had a really good time as always you know i think people probably expected us to not be wholesome yeah probably so they're probably like you can watch that on a mukbang yes future mukbang mukbang. share random stories and you know be great we will be we will be unwholesome exactly exactly <laughs> but anyways so, yeah thank yeah. you guys so much for listening thank you angela for coming mm-hmm. on to our podcast thank as our first me. guest Yay. um yes. don't forget to check out the why moments podcast you can find her podcast on your favorite podcast streaming mm-hmm. platform yep. mm-hmm. and um you can also follow her at uh on instagram at the why moments is it the why moments it's the why yes moments. perfect mm-hmm. and of course follow us while you're at it it's the savage mm-hmm. podcast mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and Daniel, any other plugins? <laughs> uh, of course, we always have we always have plugins, a million plugin things. session at the end. You know? At least um, two minutes. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> if, you, if you if you are watching this video on YouTube, don't forget to give it a thumbs up and subscribe if you're not already following the channel. And also, if you are listening on your favorite podcast platform, uh, don't forget to hit that follow button, and then you'll get updated whenever there's new podcast episodes. And of course, if you're not getting enough of us already. Don't forget to check out our Patreon at patreon.com slash the savage podcast, where we you get every episode a week early ad free, as well as an exclusive episode every single month. Yes, Daniel. Yes. You guys are so good at this. Yes. Yes. (laughs) We've we've said it about 50 million times. Oh, God. Yeah. We have to get used to it now. So guys, love us. Listen to us. Love you already. yeah, <laughs> I was gonna say also just thank you so much, guys, for your continued support. It's been amazing to see this, you know, this podcast and our channel grow and everything. So you know, just a huge shout out, and you know, um, hopefully you guys take something take something away today from our little discussion with Angela on um, mental health. Yay! Yay! Thank you, guys. Right. Okay, Thanks bye. So much, guys. Say bye. bye. <laughs>